Good morning, church. Good morning, Spirit of Prophecy, and good morning, online viewers. How are you this morning? We say praise God. Hallelujah. Today is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So this morning for the su- uh, Sunday service, we have three special guests. Uh, you have all seen them um, once upon a time. So we have Doug here, and he'll be preaching on Answer Me When I Call. And behind me, we have Michelle, and she'll be talking about the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then we'll be following up with Brandon. So uh, Brandon will be giving his God intervention talk. So here in this, this morning, we're going to be uh, preaching the word of God, and we're going to be going through some of these messages that each one of us have. So we're trying to build up the ministry, trying to build up the team. So we praise God for that. Hallelujah. Yeah, and so thank you, God, for today. I'm just going to go ahead and pray over them, and then we're going to get started, okay? So let's pray. All right. Our Heavenly Father, uh, we worship you and we adore you. I pray, Father God, that the Spirit of the Lord remains here and that everybody um, that is listening online, that is listening here in the church, let their ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today, especially through each of these messages I speak peace and I speak boldness like a lion over each one of these people. I pray, Father God, that you would give them the dictations that you have for this church and that we would be able to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I thank you, Father, for each one of them, and I pray, Father, that you remain with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Doug. Thank you, everyone, and let me get my handy clicker. Okay, this is on Answer Me When I Call, and um, most of this is on, uh, we're, we, we got this out of Psalms, and especially Psalms 4, 1 through 8. Hear me when I call, O my, O God, my righteousness. Thou has enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Shalaf. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Salah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. Obedience to the Lord. What is obedience? It is a state or quality of actually being obedient, and it's an act or practice of obeying, being dutiful or submissive or compliant. And in Hebrews 5.8, we actually say, though he were a son, 
yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So now, something really important when the Lord calls repentance. When we first accepted Christ, when we came down, you could feel that deep sorrow, that repentance that we did. When God woke me up, I fell to my knees, afraid of him, that just I wanted to get right with him. It was just that afraid. And it's a deep sorrow. And, you know, it, it, I'm totally afraid. I'm, 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 I just, it, it's just hard to really kind of say, but you don't really want anything like that. 1 John 1, 9, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So now this is something important, a promise that he's made to us. And what's a promise? A declaration that something will or will not be done or given and an express assurance on which expectation is to be based. This is a promise. This whole thing, this Bible is a promise to us. It is a promise. The Lord will hear when I call upon him. So the Lord has given us a promise to hear us. What's your promise to him? Submission. And what is submission to the Lord? Submission is an act or fact accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will or authority of another person. The action of presenting a proposal, application, or other document for consideration or judgment. Submission is being part of your relationship to the Lord. So how far are we willing to submit to the Lord? Don't you remember the, I stand at the door and knock? That's not just for an unsaved person. The Lord's standing at our door and knocking at our heart. He wants not just a small piece of the heart. He wants your whole heart. So how much are you willing to give it? How much? Just a piece? Just a small piece? How much does he really want? He wants your whole heart. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. He has no choice. The name Jesus is above every other name. And sacrifice. What is sacrifice? It's an act of slaughtering an animal a person, or surrendering a possession as an offering to God or to a divine supernatural figure. So has everyone actually heard the, the statement, you know, I'm doing house cleaning or I'm cleaning out my, you know, house um, spiritually or stuff like that? Yeah. So I'm getting rid of all the bad stuff. I'm trying to find purposely stuff that would cause me problems. Stuff that would, in the long run, just make me fall. It's an open door. It's something that could bring me back. In fact, I, 
Uh, yesterday, I was going through my DVDs, just looking, and I found one. I was like, oh, I know that's bad. I know that's totally bad. That's going the, this way, and it could easily make me fall. So I just took it, started praying and going outside, and I just destroyed it. So it's, you know, looking at what, you, what are you going to sacrifice to the Lord? How far are you willing to go? Are you going to, you know, how far are you willing to go to hear him, to listen for him? Are you going to sacrifice? Romans 12, 1. I beseech ye thereof, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Sometimes I pray at night and I just, I ask the Lord, I say, I want to present my body as a sacrifice to you, God. I want it to have that sweet smell. When they actually put the, the offerings on the um, altar of um, uh, the brazen altar, it had a sweet smell. So once again, it's not an amazing, above all, overachieving sacrifice to give our lives, but reasonable. How many of us carry that attitude of our lives? How many of us look and say, it's worth it? You know, Paul sat there and he's, everything that Paul went through, everything, his one main statement was, he's worth it. In the end, he is worth it. He's worth going to jail. He's worth the beatings. He's worth it. So, you've got peace and safety. Peace where freedom and freedom and disturbance or in a tranquility and safety. The condition of being protected from or unlikely to cause danger, risk, or injury. Uh, a lot of people know Psalms 91 um, or pieces of it. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him I trust. He is our safety. He, he continually, through the word, states that he is our shield. He is our armor. He is every bit of it. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And I've already gone through Psalms 91. or So let's go to Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him. And I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, rejoiceth with my song. I will praise him. So he will answer us in the end. Isaiah 65, 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. He hears us no matter what. Do you remember in Daniel? Daniel got down and prayed and fasted for three weeks. 
And what did the angel say? I heard you the first day. He hears us. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And lastly, Psalms 26. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven without the, with the saving strength of his right hand. Hallelujah. So that's it for me. Um, if anyone has any questions, and if not, Praise God, everyone. Praise God in this place. So um, you did great. You know, I see that you have a teacher spirit. And, you know, it was very beneficial for me to hear all of those definitions again because it put like a very firm foundation of how God would answer the call whenever I call. Amen? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Everyone give him a hand. All right. Next up is my sister here, Michelle. So we'll be talking about... The Lord is my light and my salvation. All right. All right. I didn't add extra slides, but <laughs> we can work with it. So it's Psalms 27.1. The Lord is my light and salvation, and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength, the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? We're not supposed to be afraid of anybody or anything, according to this. He's our salvation. He's our light. What are we supposed to be afraid of? Nothing. And then verse 2 says, When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they will stumble and fail. Basically, they can't touch us. If they do, they're supposed to die because you're touching a child of God. And then verse 3 says, Though a host should encamp against me, and my heart shall not... I'm sorry. The... And host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this, I will be confident. I mean, that pretty much says it all. You know, if the enemy camps around us, are we supposed to be scared? Are we supposed to? No, no. We're supposed to stand up and not be afraid. Because we got this behind us. And him behind us. Actually, he might be in front of us. Might be all around us. And then uh, one thing I have desired of the Lord and that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire his temple. Basically, it's I desire to be with him and be you know, like him and spend days the, you know, the rest of my days in his house. There's no better place to be than in his house. I mean, that's just the way it is. <clears throat> and then let's see. And it says, for in time of trouble shall, we, shall he hide me in his pavilion. And the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon the rock. So it's kind of like the, the wise man who built his house upon the rock. Did his house fall? <clears throat> no, but the man who built his house upon the sand, it washed away. So he puts us, and we hide in his pavilion and in the secret of his tabernacle is where we hide. We hide in him because he's our protector. And now shall mine head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. 
thereof will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So that said to me, it doesn't matter how many enemies are around you. If you're, you know, it doesn't matter what they're doing to you. As long as you're praising unto him, praying unto him, being in his word, you're protected. He'll lift you up above them. So you won't be there. You'll be above them. <clears throat> and so then, as is in the tough times, when we feel the enemy is attacking us, first thing I do is I start dancing and praising and singing, despite what the enemy is doing to me. That's the first thing I do. And then I start praying. And I'm joyous in the face of the enemies. And I've had several situations where I've had to do that because it was such a bad situation that I turned and turned on praise music, started praying, started just kind of getting in the word. And the situation kind of just dissolved. It went away. Breakthrough. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> it was being joyous in the face of your enemies, which I have been. And then singing praises when you were attacked. There's days at work when I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling very attacked. Even when I'm on the phone, first thing I do is put on praise music. Because that's what gets rid of all of it. And you start talking to God while you're doing your work. The tough times kind of just go, pew, and they disappear. And I know mine's quick, but that's the end of mine. <laughs> hey, praise God. So we have learned about the Lord is our light and our salvation in here. And, you know, I think uh, it, it's beautiful whenever somebody comes out with a, with a message and they intertwine their testimony in it so beautifully. So, you know, I know, I know Michelle, and she is a singer and dancer at heart. Praise God. That's uh, a really special spirit to have. And so, you know, I see that you're growing in, in the way that you're delivering your messages. And, uh, you know, the, the pictures were great as well. But, you know, going back to it, their testimony is very powerful. So, you know, I, I was like, I was wanting like, okay, yeah, that, that's great. Let, let's keep it going. So, yeah, praise God. Good job. All right. Next up, we have my brother Brandon talking about the God intervention. So, without further ado, please welcome Brandon this morning. Morning, morning. How's everybody? Woohoo! Good to be here, yeah? Amen. All right, so my God intervention talk relates to Jonah and the whale. I just want to try to put a little bit of a magnifying glass on Jonah's journey from the the call God put on him to go save Nineveh just to just to you know growing up in church we we sing songs about Jonah and he gets swallowed by the whale and spit out and da 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 and we just don't really for me anyways comprehend what really happened to him and so this relates uh, greatly to God's intervention in mine and Sharonda's life but let's go through a little bit of the Jonah's journey here. A couple of the major points uh, in the book of Jonah. If God says do something, we better do it. Sometimes running away only makes things worse. And truly, 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 it is imperative that we be willing to hear the call. It's not always uh, being in business, plumbing especially, worked with a lot of people sometimes the the saying in the pickup is it's not all peaches and cream sometimes it's a little tough but we've got to be willing to do what the lord calls us to do 
There we go. So let's read Jonah 1, 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amisha, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it, to go with them into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So how many times have we turned our head from God and walked the other way? Doesn't have to be we're going to go save a, a city of half a million people. If the Lord says, go love on this one, how many times have we just, oh, I'm not in the mood, I just really don't want to do this. So it's, it's really kind of an obedience thing. We, we really just need to, for me specifically, uh, just yearn to, to walk in that, that obedience. Let's see here. So how many times have we been all talk and no walk? Kind of the same thing there. We can talk big, but we don't walk it. Do we have what it takes to be obedient? Sometimes we got to dig deep. Sometimes whether we like it or not, We've got to do it. Just make it happen. So isn't it time that we bring forth what we believe? Kind of in reference to all talk and no walk. If we believe it, we need to act on it. We need to do it. We need to, we need to be that example, that leader. So Mark sixteen seventeen says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils and shall speak with new tongues. So there's the obedience. If we will listen, do what the Lord calls us. We're not all the hand. We're not all the foot. But we all have our place. And it all starts with, with that obedience. So Jonah 1.4 says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. When I read this verse, it reminds me a lot of I forget which book it is, but after Jesus had spoken to the crowd, he looked at the apostles and he prophesied and he said, we're going to the other side. And as they sailed, the storm came and Jesus slept and all the apostles were like, what the world are you doing? How can you sleep through something like this? Well, Jonah literally slept through that until he was awoken as well. So I, 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 there's some relation there, but maybe there was just a peace in his heart even though he wasn't at that moment being obedient he still had the peace of god within his heart knowing that he was the son of god but he slept through that storm until they woke him up just like jesus did so jonah 1:15 so they took up jonah and cast him forth into the sea and the sea ceased from her raging so how long uh, in, in trying to understand what Jonah really, really went through here, how long did Jonah have when he was thrown overboard? The Bible doesn't tell us how long he had to literally sit there and bob like a cork in the water before the the fish came to get him. I mean, we have no... How long can you just tread water? You know, I I, I can swim... But I don't practice on a daily basis just floating in the water. So we, there's, there's a lot of this journey that, that really we can just 
contemplate on and go, well, my gosh, who wants to be in the ocean treading water for 15 minutes, much, much less five hours? I mean, we, we just have no idea. So how comfortable was, was it to be in the belly of a whale? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big research guy, but I did a little bit of light research on that, and there's actually documentation of a man that was swallowed by a whale that was rescued. It took them one day. It took them 24 hours to get him out of that whale. They had to kill the whale, of course. But when he came out, when they got him out of there, he was bleached white in 24 hours. Now, how long was Jonah in the whale? Three days. So first off, we can't, we can't go more than three days without water. So the Lord pushed him to the max in the first place just with hydration. And so secondly, being in that whale, do you think the Lord took all the digestive whatever away? I don't think so. I don't know that, but I don't think so. So to do, to do that little bit of research and find out that in 24 hours, you literally lose all your skin pigment. He was white, just straight up stark white. So in two, other, in two more days, consecutive days, what do you think Jonah really looked like when he got spit out? I mean, was he, he was kind of food, wasn't he? I mean, so anyways, how, how was the ride? I mean, to be in a, in a whale's stomach. I mean, do you think he just literally just kind of sat there and for three days? I don't think so. Just as, as an example, this is a fish that my sweetheart caught down at the coast of Texas. And you see the tail fin, how it's vertical. So that fish, when it swims, it swims left to right. Yeah? That's how that, that fish accelerates through the water. Now, a whale, on the other hand... Let's look at this. See that tail fin? It's different. That fish swims up and down. So you think about being in the belly of a whale like that. How smooth the ride was that really? I really I really bet you, even though it may have been a little slow, I bet that was a very nauseous, uncomfortable ride. And you know, I got a I got a story for you. My grandfather Especially when I was little, we just we loved to fish. He had a little, little boat, little fifty horse Mercury on it, and we would just go in these rural town lakes and go do some fishing. Well, he soured some corn to to bait a catfish hole, and it takes it takes weeks to do this. You have to continually add water to it, but you leave this sealed bucket out in the sun for weeks on end until that corn sours. Now, how do you know when the corn sours? You have to smell it. It's like if you've ever opened up a can of sardine, sardines in a house. <laughs> Somebody in that house is going to look at you, give you some of that, because the house is going to stink for about a week. You just can't get rid of that raw fish smell. So with that soured corn, grand, granddaddy and I went fishing one day, and he said, man, take that lid off. We're going to. We were out in the middle of the lake. He said, take that lid off. We're going to bait the hole right here. And so I had never done this before, you know, 10 years old. So I took the lid off that thing. And as soon as I took the lid off that thing, I smelt that sour corn. 
and I couldn't smell anything else for like two or three days. It just, whoo, just hit you in the face like nothing else. So just imagine being in the gut of a whale for three days. He may not have ever smelt anything else again. <laughs> oh, goodness. So anyways, Jonah 2.2 says, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. So that tells you right there, calling it the belly of hell, what that really, really was like. So just a few questions. I've kind of been over this. How long was Jonah in the belly? It was three days. So most likely he didn't have anything in there to eat, much less drink. And so my God intervention story is this. A lot of my experience through life has been with business. I was born into a plumbing family. I'm a third-generation plumber. And so sometimes, I, this is just me in my life, the way I try to operate. I, I want to hear from the Lord, especially with big jobs. And when I say big jobs, this one in particular was a new home, uh, two-story, beautiful place. It was just right in the the area of town where notoriety is best. You want to work here because everybody that lives around there is going to see that truck. And so three different times, I said, Lord, I'd really like to do this one. I'd really like to do this one. And see, for me, obedience is, is to keep on going. I'm not going to stop and wait for an answer. I'm going to keep going. And if I'm going the wrong way, you know, you get a little a little nudge here, here or there, and, and you correct that. Well, three times for this particular job, I got to know. And I, my response every time was, well, I don't care if I break even. I want the notoriety. Well, we got about eight months into this job, and, I mean, it just never went right. And so, long story short, we ended up having to cut ties. But it wasn't because of me or the contractor, really. We just, we got to a point to where everything just could not go any farther. And it was like the Lord just said, eh, eh, we're done. No more. We're not going to do this. And so, we had our, we had our moment where we settled up. Everything was done. And it wasn't until I did this paper, I really understood that if the Lord hadn't severed, because I was going to, I'm a man of my word, or at least that's that's my goal. So I said, I'm going to do this. I got to finish it. Well, the Lord had to cut that off. And I, when I did this paper, I realized that if he hadn't done that, our business probably would have just gone to zero. I probably would have had to shut the doors and just file bankruptcy because this job was going to just take us down completely. So by the grace of the Lord, his intervention, we are here today. We wouldn't be here otherwise. I truly, truly believe that. So there are times when the Lord says we need to do this or we need to do that. And if we don't want those bad situations, we need to be obedient. If we don't want to be in the belly of a whale, we might just need to be obedient. Amen. Thank you.
praise God. I mean, every time you talk, Brandon, it's like I, I get a different perspective of the Bible. Uh, sometimes I read through the Bible like it's a story, right? But this time I was able, every time I hear that message of Jonah and the whale, I'm like, or yeah, Jonah and the fish, I hear and I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like whenever I spend 30 minutes in a pool, I mean, I look like a different person. My, my skin is all pruney and whatnot. So I can't imagine what Jonah went through, right? But definitely um, uh, thank you and thank God that he has you here for a specific time and a specific place. I know you always build me up, so I praise God for the relationship that he's establishing in this church with each and every person. So we are very thankful for you and Sharonda and thankful to God that he is, you know, he's brought you from one, great, one glory to the next. So, all right, praise God. Thank you, Brandon. So that was the three messages that we had this morning. Uh, it is definitely a privilege to come up here and speak and, and to, you know, point everything back to God because he deserves all the glory and all the honor. And just wanted to take a, an opportunity here. For those of you online, what we're talking about here is we, we were participating as students in the uh, Train the Prophets, in the School of Prophets, which is going to be on April 21st through the 24th, right? So April 21st to the 24th, we have School of Prophets. If you want to get additional information, please go on traintheprophets.com, and you can find additional resources. We would love to see you here. We would love to build relationships with you and also build a ministry uh, and, and also you know, bring up some of the gifts that you have that God has in store for you. Amen? So it's a great learning for me personally. I have learned how to grow. I have learned about the foundation of my faith through going through the a lot of the trainings and it causes you to recollect and go back and also uh, think a little bit more in depth about our faith and why we do what we do. Um, in a world that is dark, it is extremely critical to understand the heart and the presence of God in this place. And it's our responsibility as Christians and as sons and daughters of the Most High God we have a, re a responsibility to take this word and to present it in, in a holy way, to present it, um, and, and it will be pleasing, a pleasing sacrifice unto the Lord. So, um, you know, definitely go to traintheprophets.com, research a little bit more on the resources uh, for you in this church. If you are interested in further information, please contact Sharonda, and uh, she'll be able to square you away, okay? So... Without further ado, I don't know if we have any uh, donuts or snacks back there. I get a thumbs up, so let's go ahead and pray over that. And we'll go ahead and take a break and be back here at 1030. All right. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, you are good, and your love endureth forever. Uh, we give you glory and honor in this place, and we're just happy to be here in your presence. We seek you today, and Father, um, we just want to say thank you for the things that people are bringing into this church, including the food. And I pray that you, uh, that you would bless the food as we take it, uh, that it would nourish our body, and that we would be able to grow together and share uh, with one another just the way that your disciples did in Acts. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Spirit of Prophecy Church. How are we today? Who's just as tired as I am because we lost an hour of sleep? <laughs> we will recover in about two weeks. It'll, we will be back to normal. 
Um, just a few announcements. On March um, the 27th, we will be doing a baby shower for Jonathan and Kate Gallo, introducing the new new baby girl Gallo. Don't know if there's a name yet. If so, they haven't told anybody. <laughs> Still working on a name, they say. <laughs> it's okay. It'll come. <laughs> She's going to be baby number two. You're just number two. One and two, come here. <laughs> Um, also, we still have School of the Prophets, April 21st through the 24th. If you've not yet signed up, go ahead and sign up. There is limited seating. Um, if you're part of the church and you're wanting to attend, um, see me, and I will get to get, get with you with payments. And then we have Church in the Park on May 15th. Um, I'm going to pass up a, pass around a sign-up sheet on food to, that needs to be brought. And also, Passover Friday, April 15th from 5.30 to 8.30. We need to know everybody in the family that's coming, both. And um, there's a sign-up sheet also for food. Um, we are getting ready to go to Honduras in May. Tony, if you'll start working your way up here so you can talk a little bit about some stuff that we're going to be doing in Honduras. Oh, right now? Yeah. Right now. Oh, boy, that was quick. <laughs> Well, uh, this is exciting. We're going to Honduras. Uh, and it's all from our church. Look at that. Uh, and it's going to be on May the 2nd, and we're going to be there to May the 10th. No, 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 May the 11th, sorry. It's 10 days. So it's going to be super exciting. We're going to be doing... Uh, um, Two crusades, you know, and we're getting all these people that need to come. Now, where we're going is a town named Ilama. Ilama. And uh, I think I said it before, we talked about it, but it's a place where there's a lot of witchcraft, you know. So we want to go there and, you know, preach the word, and God is going to do miracles, amazing miracles, like He always does. And many souls are going to be one in the name of Jesus. Okay? And uh, um, we wanted, especially, should I say about, you know, we, we need everybody's help. Now, there's a new expense that came out that we weren't expecting. Okay? We have a very sweet, dedicated pastor uh, they are in Salvador. His name is Salvador. <laughs> in Honduras, his name is Salvador. I'm sorry. <laughs> in Honduras, his name is Salvador. We're not going to Salvador. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, when we started everything, I told him, listen, we're a small group. It's our first time. So we need to keep the expenses down you know so uh but last week or two weeks ago he said listen you know because he's been having it's amazing what's happening there you know we even get, gonna get the keys of the town of ilama isn't that amazing so every, uh, there's a lot of people waiting for us Ex you know it's gonna be exciting but he hadn't mentioned that you know, that's a mountainous place, you know, and everybody around is going to come, but there's a few churches and people that w they want to bring that they're a little bit away, 
okay? And they need help to bring them there. And uh, uh, we need to raise at least $2,000 extra to be able to pay for their transportation. The, the people that are near, which is going to be a lot also, you know, uh, uh, they, they will come. They will make their way even if they have to walk. But the ones that are really far out, they need help. So we, you know, I asked them, okay, how much is that going to cost? You know, and we more or less calculated for every day because it's going to be two days, but at least for the last day we want them there, you know, because these are the most, they're the people that have the less money. <laughs> The, you know, the, the, you know, we want them to come, you know. So that's going to be about $2,000 for them to come, the, the, you know, at least the last day. You know, if we want the two days, that's going to be $4,000. That's, a, you know, but at least the last day. So, you know, pray and ask the Lord, you know. And if you donate for that, please put it in. Make it clear that you're donating for those you know, that that is specifically uh, a thing to bring those people down. And I know the Lord is going to work it out. It's going to be amazing. And the good thing, if you help, you know what you're doing? You're coming with us. You might not come in the flesh, but you're coming in the spirit because we couldn't do it without you. Without your help, we couldn't do it. Right now, you know, it's a little bit... You know, too much for us, but the Lord will put it in your heart, and the Lord will bless you. And there's a verse in the Bible that says, He that winneth souls is wise. So you want to be wise? Help our push to Honduras. It's going to be a lot of souls. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. So if you're going to write a check, if you're in the memo, you'll put transportation. Um, if you're going to do it on a credit card, make sure it says transportation. If you're going to donate online, there's a comment box put that it's for transportation. So we can make sure that that goes to the transportation. And as Tony said, you don't have to physically go to be part of a mission. The donation is just as much to be there. And eventually, everybody here, everybody online will be going on these missions with us together. All right, we're going to go to offering, and then we're going to switch over to praise and worship and get our service started. Morning, morning. How are we doing today? Great. Isn't it a good day to give? Every day, every day. Just a short little note of my testimony. Uh, about 20 years ago, I decided that it was time course that would put me in my early 20s uh it was it was time to give i mean like straight up this is for real i'm gonna do this and so riding around in my plumbing truck i said lord i was by myself i said lord you know i don't trust these yahoos i don't want to put any of my money in the stock market i don't want to invest in iras or whatever 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 I don't want to do that. I said, I would rather just cast, not that you need it at all because you don't, but my hard attitude is I'd rather just lay this money at your feet. And I sensed this one thing. He said, give to my ministries with fruit. So it said a lot to me just in that, just like, 
You open up the Bible, read one verse of Scripture, and there's a million different points just in that one verse. So that little bit right there at that time in my life literally said, find the ministries that are saving souls. Find the ministries that aren't just saving souls, but they're baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. Find ministries that aren't just saving souls, baptizing them in the Holy Spirit, but operating within that. It's, it's, it's explained in the Word. That's, that's straight up out of the Word. So, I mean, naturally, I said, okay, well, how in the world do I do that? I don't know. I don't know a ministry that operates like that. So, so you bring them to me. I'll be happy to give. You'll tell me how much to give. You'll tell me who to give to. I said, and that's what we're going to do. And so, believe it or not, <laughs> there were plenty. Believe it or not, there were plenty. So, all these years later, that's exactly what Sharon and I have done. We give to the ministries that have fruit. And this is one of them. This, this ministry specifically is very near and dear to our heart. We attend. So, to me, we're obligated to, to tithe here. Now, our giving can be above and beyond, which we can't. We can't outgive God. We can't overgive. That doesn't mean that you need to put yourself in a bind. He'll test you plenty that way. You don't need to do it yourself. <laughs> It'll come. Uh, so I just want to, two things. There's two baskets. One's for Honduras, and the other is, is for tithes and offerings. So as a prophetic act, you all come forward and do your giving. And uh, just just to put the exclamation point on Tony's talk a minute ago, it's just a belief of mine that when you give, whether you're physically on the front lines of a mission church, missionaries, whatever, when you give specifically to that, it's the same as if you are there. The word the word verifies that. So I just encourage you to to find and expand your giving. All right, we ready to pray over it? Okay. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these tithes and offerings today. We thank you so much for everyone that has made the effort to be here on time and to attend and be a part of what you have in store for, for every one of us here today. And I call forth multiplication upon the tithes and offerings for everyone that sacrifices to give unto your kingdom. We love you and we thank you for the blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, we lift up these uh, offerings to you and their hearts. Father God, that you would hear their hearts, their prayers, their wants, their desires, the things they want changed in their lives. Father God, that they would, uh, this would not go in vain. But yes. Father God, it would grow a hundred times fold yes. back to them and pour out a blessing that they can't receive enough. And they pour out to others. Lord, we thank you right now for this offering, these giving hearts to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, now it's time for praise and worship. Woo! Wah, wah, wah.
song. It's time for... I think we can do it a little better. Let's try it one more time. Come on, kids. I know you can do it really well. It's time for... Praise and worship. There we go. Time for praise and worship. Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Lord, let our voice and our hearts reach your throne. Let it be a sweet sound into your ears. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. Yes, we do. We turn to you. In hope is stirring. Hearts are yearning for you. We long for you. Yes, we do, Lord. And we want to see you. We find strength to face the day. The joy of the Lord's our strength. All our fears are washed away, are washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. Hosanna, Hosanna.
face today. Yes, we do, Lord. And in your presence, come on, all our fears are washed away. They're washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saved us. Worthy of all our praises, Hosanna, Hosanna, you'll never weigh among us, we welcome you, Lord, Oh! 
is rising up all around. It's the anthem of the Lord's renown. Until we sing. Yes, we sing it out. Come on, everyone sing. Everyone sing. Lord, you are holy, holy, holy. You are worthy. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty. The earth is filled with His glory. Sing it, holy. The earth is filled with His glory. Get out of your shells. Raise your hands. Step it out and worship Him. Who came sin? Who knew no sin? We might become His righteousness. Humble Himself as He carried the cross. Love so Come on, worship. 
Generation. 
your glorious and marvelous name you are king of kings and lord of lords no matter where we are the people around us or the songs that we sing we know that you are true and that you are the lord of lords the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come our lord and savior jesus christ amen you may be seated Let's uh, pray for Jonathan, please. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your favor and your glory in this place. We ask for a special anointment um, upon Jonathan in this moment, in this place. Please bless his heart, bless his mouth, his mind, all of him, so he can bring the message that you've prepared for this church. We give glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God, church. Praise the Lord. That was a beautiful. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 I love to worship him. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. His name endureth forever. His love endureth forever. And we are here. We are glad to worship him together as a church. Amen. Even you online, welcome and good morning to you. So I have, uh, my name is Jonathan. All right. Oh, much better. Um, my name is Jonathan. Uh, I had the privilege and the opportunity to speak among, amongst you, my brothers and sisters, about a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we had a topic. Oh, I need a clicker real quick. Excuse me. Uh, our topic for the past two weeks was the salt and the light. Amen? The salt and the light. So it works today. Hallelujah. Okay, so 
Um, this is going to be a little bit of a part two, but more in depth. We're going to do a deep dive, guys. Um, I am a nerd, so just brace yourselves. We're all going to get through this together. Yes, praise God. So what we talked about was salt and light. If you don't remember the recap, the short recap was Jesus said with his own mouth, ye are the salt of the earth. Ye are the light of this world, right? He calls you, you know, KJV says ye, but I'm saying you are the salt of the, salt of the world. You are the light of this world, amen? There was a slide that I briefly touched on what the light is, and here it is here. So just to recap, the outline, the definition is either to shine or to make manifest. So uh, the first point was what is light? And we talked about Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. And it reads, unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. That means the word is the light. And I read that. I, I remember talking about it very briefly, but I was like, man, in my spirit, I was like, there is just so much more to the word of God that we need to unravel and you know, I was just reading through a couple of verses in the Bible, and it just started jumping off the page. And I want to share that today. Amen? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to uncover what it means that the Word of God is the light. So that would be my goal. My goal here is to encourage you all, especially in your place, in your life, if it's a workplace or whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through, I desire that I will encourage you and that we'd be able to uncover the importance of the Word of God. Amen? Okay, so the Word of God. Uh, to this world, you know, I was just kind of goofing off, and I was like, hmm, if I Google what the Word of God is, what kind of response will I get? Hmm. Oh, boy. So, actually, this is not too bad, not too shabby. Vocabulary.com defines it as a manifestation of the mind and will of God. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, as we said, and as we saw in, in the Bible, that light means to manifest, right? Very interesting they use that word. So how can one receive the word of God? All throughout scripture, all throughout the Bible, both the Old Testament in history and the New Testament, uh, we were able to see that the word of God was attained or retained or obtained through uh, the oracles of God, through prophets that received these dictations from God. Uh, also, God inspired. So the sacred writings. So you think about the Torah, you think about the Bible. These are sacred writings. They were received from God and written down in historical data. Amen. And we also hear the audible voice of God. Now, let me just put a disclaimer out there. This one is extremely rare, but it the actual voice of God. I mean, that would be very terrifying because he is all-powerful, almighty, and we fear him. Amen? So, how can we use the word today? Here is where my nerdiness begins. So, uh, like I said, by profession, I am a mechanical engineer. So, you know that we have a lot of manuals that we create, a lot of documentation that we go through, a lot of processes, right? So, my answer to this is, in order to use any tool... You must understand where it came from and the functionality of it, right? Meaning, or generally, there is a manual, uh, and the manual is best reference point before the use of any tool. And I will say in here, 
I'm probably the only man in here that will buy a tool and throw the manual away and figure it out on my own, right? Yeah, I didn't think so. So um, we have that in common. But let's go ahead and unravel to see what the Bible says about the Word of God. So what does the Bible say about the Word of God? Hmm. Let me give you the answer. The Word of God is Jesus is the Word of God. Hallelujah. I, I love I love that worship session. We were praising his name for who he is and, and what he has done for us. And we lift it up because we know the value of who Jesus is in our life. Amen. And it is my goal and my privilege for those of you online or anybody that was potentially dragged into church that doesn't understand what the Word of God is, I pray that Holy Spirit would reveal his self unto you today through the Word of God, through the truth. All right. So to kick this off, there is a verse in Hebrew that I like to refer to. It talks about Old Testament and New Testament. And stick with me. This is in KJV, so I'll try to uh, simplify it for you all. So, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, meaning in many times and in many ways, he spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by who? By his son, right? In whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also, also he made the world's who being the brightness of his glory and the expression or the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Amen. It's so interesting how he says by the word of his power. I remember a couple of years ago, Kate and I, my wife and I tried to remember uh, or memorize this verse. And we kept on saying that the power of his word, because we we're like, oh, I kind of flip flopped a little bit, but it's beautiful how it says by the word of his power. It is his dictation that contains the power. Amen? There's also another verse in the Bible. It is John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We are going to sit on that verse for this whole hour. So brace yourselves. Buckle up. All right. Um, I, oh, I thought there was going to be a picture of JC. I'm such a proud parent of JC. Um, I thought I put it there, but we can wait. Come by. So let's dive into John chapter 1. That is where we found that verse. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. All right. In the beginning, chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Remember how we how we agreed in this place that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus is that word. Amen. So now that we have that cleared, all of this will start to make sense. And we're going to build upon the rock, upon that rock, which is Jesus Christ. All right. So sounds a lot like how the Bible, once you open up the first page, that first verse says what? It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven, the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the seas, or over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Amen? Wow. That was the only thing I had to read to get the, the chills. I was like, duh, it's right there. God said. His word 
he spoke into creation. He spoke everything into creation by the power of his word. Amen? That, uh, I mean, another thing about this, so going back to the beginning, we worship the, the three head in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? So in this, the same was in the beginning with God. If you read Proverbs chapter 8, uh, verse 22, it actually talks about how wisdom was there and imparted to everything that was created. So including with wisdom, the God that created heaven and the earth, he used wisdom for all things that he created. Every single thing that was created was created with wisdom and with intent. And so we're going to continue to uncover how deep that really is. All things were made by him. And without him, not anything made, or not anything made that was made, right? So I struggle a little bit through the KJV, but like I said, bear with me. We're going to get through this together. All right. All things were made by him. And without him, not anything made was made. So it goes back to that wisdom, how we were created with a specific intent. He has a specific intent over your life because you are his creation, and we were made in the likeness and in his image. Amen? Right? So we're going to talk about that here. Um, Speeding up in, in the book of John, I know that you guys are probably very familiar with this verse. You see it all over Instagram and uh, and whatnot, you know, people like to say, I am the vine and you are the branches, right? Jesus being the vine, us being the branches. It says, he that abideth in me and I in him. So whoever abides in Jesus, whoever stays with Jesus and Jesus can remain and stay with him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, right? For without me, without Jesus, ye can do nothing. Amen. I also received a, a prophetic word. Somebody actually spoke this into my life as well. So this is pretty profound stuff. Um, but it's, it's how you tie with the source of life. When you tie with that very source of life, you can't help it but bear fruit. It's, it's just in you. That's, that's how you were created. That was your intent. Amen? Continue with some fancy uh, animations here. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. All right, going back to the nerdiness thing. Engineering has taught me the transitive property. If A equals B and B equals C, then A must equal C, right? Would you agree with that? So the way that I broke down this verse, the way that I was reading is in him. So let's, let's transfer that in the word of God, right? In the word of God, which is Jesus, in the word of God was life. And life was the light of men. So what we can infer from that is in the word of God is the light of men. Right. The light is the manifestation. Right. So if man receives the light through the word of God, then they also receive that responsibility to shine in a dark place, to provide light through the word of God. Amen. This is deep stuff, guys. I love it. I'm, I'm glad that you're here today. All right. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Remember, going back to Genesis chapter 1, it says, and God said, oh, before that, he says, um, he created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form 
and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. Remember that? So we began with darkness until God said, let there be light, and there was light. What does Ephesians chapter 2 say? It says, and you hath he, Jesus, and you hath Jesus quickened, who, who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the patterns of this world, remember it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? We're talking about that. So, um, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. We all know who that is, the greatest adversary, right? Satan, the accuser of the brethren, he is the one that is controlling everything. With He's a master puppeteer here on earth, and he is the one that reigns over this darkness. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Again, let's go back to Genesis. Remember whenever, um, whenever they took of the fruit and they ate, that act was an act of disobedience. God said, you, my children, can enjoy everything. Every single tree, go and enjoy, except for that one. That one right there, don't go by, right? Don't eat from that. What did they do, right? Out of disobedience, they wondered, and they strayed away from the word of God. And so through their disobedience, we also are partakers of a sinful nature. When we were birthed into this world, when we were birthed into this world of void and darkness, we also received darkness. Does that make sense? Right? So we were, we were born into darkness, and we conformed to the earthly patterns. We were taught by the teacher of the world, and that is not how we were intended to, to, to live. We were built with a certain intent. All the way from the beginning, when we were created in his image, in his likeness, we were built like that for a purpose. So we see that there is disobedience. So there is a need for obedience. Amen? All right, verse 6 and 7 and 8. This one also blew my mind. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. My name is Jonathan. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, so John the Baptist was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Amen? So let's, let's start with the first verse, or verse 6. There was a man sent from God. And we'll uncover what the name John means. So the man that was sent from God, John the Baptist. John the Baptist, so his name is John, meaning Jehovah is a gracious giver. And it said that God sent a man, right? God is a gracious giver. And he sent us a gift through John. John is pointing it back to him, saying, Amen, you are a gracious giver. Everything points back to, to the glory of God. So what did John the Baptist do? What was he known for? There are several things that he did in the Bible as we read through the different Gospels. One of them is called people to repentance, right? Uh, repentance meaning you turn from your wicked ways. So you were conformed to this world, and you were trained by this world, but then whenever you receive the word of God or you receive the revelation that there is something greater, then you change your direction, 180, right? That's repenting. 
He also cleansed through baptism. Amen? We'll see that in uh, very, very shortly. But he cleansed people by baptism. He immersed them, meaning immersed, like completely drenched. He immersed them through baptism. And then lastly, prepared them to receive the one whom he bore witness to. Right? He always pointed to a true light. He was not that light, but he was sent here by God to bear witness of that light. Amen? Very interesting stuff. I pulled up Matthew just to outline that this is true. I'm not making it up. In those days, uh, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent ye, right? Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he did say repent. For this is he that spoke that was spoken of by the prophet Esaias saying, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Amen. Then we speed up in the, in the verses, verse 5 to 11 reads, uh, Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions round about the Jordan, meaning a whole bunch of people came to see John the Baptist because they wanted a little piece of that pie. And they were baptized of him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins, cleansing themselves of their sins, they were, outward, they were making a confession by the word. I indeed baptize you with water, John the Baptist says, uh, unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to, uh, to bear. There's a glare. Um, he shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen? Amen. That is a promise that we will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen? That is what we are looking for today. We are after the truth. We are not after half-truth, part-truth. We are looking for the truth. And whenever we seek him with all of our heart, there he is. We will find him. So, what does that say about us? Uh Uh-huh, I see some smiles out there. That is our ministry, ladies and gentlemen, right? We were not called, we were not created to sit on the bench Amen? We were called with a specific purpose. We were created in the likeness, in the image of the living God. Can you grasp that? That's amazing. So we are called here on this earth to bear witness of the word, to provoke people to repentance, to people, right? Um, Out of love. Out of love and out of your manifestation of the word of God. People will just be, oh man, that Leslie Ann is different. I I, want to Oh, man, that Kate, I, I don't know what she, like, I want to I wanna know a little bit more about these people, right? Yeah, it, it's about the manifestation of the word of God. Also, another thing that we have, that we should do is show them how to cleanse themselves by confessing their sins. The sins, if you give them power, can tear you down, can keep you uh, oppressed in a place. They, they bind you with chains. But guess what? We are friends of Jesus, who is the chain breaker. This is exactly why no jeweler out there will bring Jesus in. They won't welcome him into the store because he breaks every chain. Right? So the next one is prepare themselves to receive the word of God, which cleanses and promotes righteousness through the Holy Ghost, through Holy Spirit. Amen? So we have a need for Holy Spirit, and it's so beautiful. Holy Spirit manifests and always points back to the glory of Jesus, to the glory of Father God. All right, verse 9. 
that was the true light. Jesus was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Every single man that cometh into the world, it is available for every man. Whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Right? In Romans, this is a, you know, this is beautifully written here. And it actually talks about um, the credibility of God, how he created everything with that intent, how we look back at the manual and we see his glory through every single thing as long as we are seeking that truth, right? If we want to, to seek for ourselves, we would have that, that, um, that revelation. But sometimes it's easier just to go to somebody else that has this, you know, amazing revelation and that's how things get a little skewed, right? But this says... Scripture says it is written because that which was made known of God is manifest in them. For God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So the way that we do life, there is sometimes a quiet voice that will say, see this? That was God. There is no denying. I know that you want to deny it. But seek the truth. Seek it. So that they are without excuse. There will be a judgment day. And we will not have excuse. We have the word of God. Hallelujah. Because that what, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but b- because vain in their imagination and their foolish hearts was darkened. Remember, we're talking about the light the light exposes the darkness, and the darkness did not want to have any part of the light. They don't want to expose that darkness, right? They want to cling onto that. And I say they, but I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about my past. I'm talking about how I didn't want to confess anything because it was so much easier to keep that bottled up because I don't want to show anybody my darkness. Amen? I'm sure people relate in here. <laughs> so we're talking about the true light the true light that was available to light every man in the world. Here is a picture of the parable, the prodigal son. I'm sure a lot of you have have read this one, but it's it's an amazing story. Uh, It goes like this. You know, there was a couple of sons. There was two sons, and one of them was, you know, he was just a little ambitious, more ambitious for his own good. And he says, you know what, I know that I have an inheritance. I know that I have a right for my, you know, the birthright. So, Dad, um, you're rich and all, and I have this in the future. Uh, let's, let's, you know, cut to the chase. Let's not wait until you, you know, pass away. Can I just have my riches now? That way I can go and live how I want because I have some great ideas and I want the world to know them. And long story short, you know, the father, the loving father said, okay, son, here you go. You have your way. Go go and play. Do what you got to do, right? Of course, he didn't say this. This is Jonathan paraphrasing, so don't throw stones at me. So the son goes and proceeds, and he squanders every single thing. He squanders it to the point of where he is made even lower than servants, and he has to be belittled all the way down to uh, hungering and, and seeing, you know, livestock like pigs. And he's like, man, I just got to eat some of that too. Like, I'm starving. You guys don't understand but then he started thinking, why did I do that? I had the love 
of my father, I had everything, like everything he possessed was mine, and I squandered what I had. Let me go back to the love of my parents because the love of my parents, they're here, they're put on this earth for a specific purpose and a specific reason to make sure that you are grown up in the word of God, amen? And that has life. So the father opens his arms and runs after his son. In, in history or in, in that culture, you don't see that often where the man will humble himself to go and, and run towards his son. That's too much expression for a man, right? Yeah, and it was the love that accepted him back. And the son was like, you know what? I have this good story. I'm going to tell him, hey, you know, this is, he practiced it day and night probably, and he approached his dad. His dad didn't care. His dad wanted his son. That was his, the, the son is the possession of the father, amen? And, and I'll talk a little bit about this as well, um, about kingdom, the kingdom mindset of God and the hierarchies of a king and noblemen and lords. It says, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Okay, let's talk about it real quick. So the kingdom starts with a king over dumb, over dominion, over a certain area. And he has a certain dictations. He has that authority. Underneath him is the royal family. And underneath them, noblemen and, and lords. And what the term lord is, since you know some of us lack in that knowledge of kingdom, because we're here in America, we believe in a democracy, right? Um, the kingdom... Whenever you're called Lord, you're actually a master over a certain thing, right? You are, like, things are of subject to you. You have a possession, you have a family, you have livestock, so you can be Lord over that. So, you know, you can say, Lord Farquaad, you're Lord over this, right? Some people are laughing because that's a character in Shrek. So that's where I first heard Lord, which is, you know, slap on my hand. But um, what Lord means is you are a master over something. So I think about my dad. My dad was born into a beautiful position. He didn't know it, but whenever he, uh, you know, he was with my mom, and they gave birth to a child, and they had three beautiful children. Um, I'm a little bit biased on that statement, but um, they they uh, they had lordship over the children, right? They were given that authority by God. So I can refer to my dad as Lord over over the over his little house right over us right i look to him and he has the the authority over me in the same way you know just thinking about it i was thinking about it last night and i was like you know i worked with my dad i had that privilege and i worked with him for about you know over four years and every time i saw somebody like a colleague of his they would be taken back like you look a lot like somebody i know are you, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. You know, they're like, you look just like him. Oh, my goodness. And then I would meet some of my mom's friends later, and they'd be like, oh, how cute. You have dimples just like your mama. You look just like your mama. And I'm like, well, how can my mom look like my dad, you know? But it's so weird because I bear their image, and I can't change that. That was, that was permanent. That was something that I was born into. I, I am their child, right? Um, in the same form, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. We bear the image of the invisible God, right? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. But we were made in his likeness. We were made in his image. 
Do you agree? It says there on scripture. It's not me making this up. Jesus is Lord. But as many as received him, to them gave he what? Come on. Power. Come on. Yes. Amen. Amen. To them gave he power. Jesus gave us power to become the sons of God. Jesus gave us power to become sons of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 says, According as he, as Jesus has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame. This is our original intent, guys. We were created. We have an image. Now what is our function? Here it is, right? That we should be holy and without blame. Believe in him, believing, or sorry, before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Remember, we talked about Adam and Eve and how we were born into um, disobedience. And from that disobedience, then we were trained by the world that we were born in, the dark world, to do dark things, right? We conformed to the earthly patterns. But now we can be redeemed unto the most holy God. Through his son, Jesus Christ, who bore our sins, who made us white as snow, blemishless because of the blood of Jesus. We have the same authority. We have the same power. He gave us power to become sons and daughters of the most high God. Amen. Yes. So it says he having predestined us unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He always had this in mind. Even before Adam and Eve, he had this in mind. He had this in mind with, with the legal writing saying, these, these are mine, even if they mess up, I have a way. And the way, the truth, and the life I will send to you. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So, who has this power to become the sons of God even unto them that believeth on his name? Oh, believeth on his name. I'm glad you guys brought it up. So, on his name, you, do you remember the name of God, how it has been enriched in history because of the testimonies that happened around his people, the Israelites? Remember that they were slaves for over 400 years to the Pharaoh and to Egypt, right? And Moses was drawn out of the water, and he was created a purpose, saying, you will lead my people to the promised land. Amen? Shortly after, Moses was like, okay, I'll do it very reluctantly, but he did it, and he led them to Red Sea, <laughs> right? And, you know, the Pharaoh was very angry, sent his army after them to destroy them, and Moses was at the end of his wits, and he said, God, you have to do something here. Through God, or yeah, God, through Moses, performed a miracle where they parted the Red Sea, and the Israelites were able to be saved. They go through that Red Sea very similar to baptism, by the way. They immersed themselves, right? They went through a cleansing, and they came back outside with the God, with Jesus, with, um, with a God that they can call and that they can worship. Amen? So that was Exodus chapter 14. What happens in chapter 15 is very, it's subtle, but it's beautiful. Chapter 15, it says, they were worshiping God. They said, who is this God that has saved us in such a dramatic way? It says, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God. 
and I will prepare him in an habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name, right? We are believing on that name. That name, if you go back and you research that a little bit more, is Yeshua, right? That is the Hebrew or Aramaic translation of he has become my salvation. You take that same meaning, that same definition, and then in New Testament, you translate it to Greek. It's Jesus. So that's amazing. Why? Because Luke chapter 2, it says that an angel went to Mary, which is the virgin that was supposed to bear a child, a virgin to bear a child. It was a prophecy from old. And what does it say in Scripture? Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel, um, sorry, of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. They had this in mind. They knew the whole time that it was going to be Jesus, the salvation of the world, the true Messiah, the Christ. We worship. We believe on that name. Amen? We have life on that name. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. So going back to it, who has the power to become sons of God, which were born not of blood, meaning they didn't have, they weren't born into salvation by lineage, no, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. I can't have my, my uh, professor write an acknowledgement letter or a letter of recommendation say, oh, this guy needs to be saved because of X, Y, and Z. You can see it right here. No. But of God. We were born of God. Amen? In John chapter 4, it says God is spirit. We were born in spirit. We were reborn. Amen? Going back to John chapter 3, there was a man named Nicodemus, and he was a Pharisee, and he was intrigued with with Jesus when every other Pharisee was was, uh, saying that Jesus is blasphemous, and they didn't want to have any problem or any part with Jesus. Nicodemus had to approach him at night, right? He approached him, and he's like, well, you talk about this rebirth thing. Do, Do you mean that I have to enter my mom's womb and be reborn? Surely not. And Jesus says, no. These things that I tell you are more of, of the worldly things or spirit or physical things. But if you can't even believe in the physical things, then how can I reveal the spiritual things unto you if you can't get past the physical, right? There is depth to how we are reborn. We were reborn in him by the spirit of God. Amen. For he whom God has sent uttered the words of God, the words of God. He uttered the words of God. For he gives the spirit without measure. Amen. The father loves the son and hath given him or everything unto his hand. Praise God. He was given all things back unto Jesus. Uh, John chapter 16 points back to Holy Spirit. And it, it reveals Holy Spirit in our lives as well. So it reads this. And this is Jesus telling his disciples that he has to go. Right? They don't know where he's going. They're concerned. They say, where is our rabbi? Where is, where is our master going? Jesus says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is critical. It is important for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, Holy Spirit, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into what? 
all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He was there in the beginning when God created the heaven and the earth, right? And he says, let us. Why didn't he say, let I? Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. He heard this from the Father. He heard this from the Son. And he is the Holy Spirit that shows us into all light, into all truth. That's where he leads us. Amen? We need you, Holy Spirit. And he will show you things to come. Ah, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Wow. Full circle, guys. This is beautiful stuff. Um, You know, we talked a little bit about who Jesus is, and we believe on his name. There are some other things here. Emmanuel, God with us. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, as well as Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, it talks about a prophecy of where a son will be born unto a virgin, and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Yeshua, we talked about that, right? In Exodus 15, he has become my salvation. In Luke chapter 2, the angel reminds Mary, hey, this thing doesn't happen normally, right? Actually, it never happens. You're going to bear a child, and that child will be named Jesus. He will be the Savior of the world. Continue to read John. It's unlimited, guys. These are his names. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is God. He is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Messiah, the Bridegroom. He is the living water. He is the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. He is the bread of life. He is the door. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is that prophet. He is the light of the world that remains and abides in you and you in him so that you can have power from the living word. He is the good shepherd, and he is the true vine, which you can do nothing if you are not connected to him. All right. The power. I just want to, you know, I I know you guys don't look so convinced yet. So I'll continue with the scriptures here. But I'm going to talk about the power of God, right? John chapter 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and what? My words, right? My words abide in you. If you stay with me and my words remain in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 7. Sorry. Yeah. Chapter 8, verse 8. The centurion answered them. So this man is not a man of faith necessarily, right? He wasn't a rabbi. He wasn't a Pharisee. However, he was a man of faith in this way. He knew who Jesus was, and he knew the power of the word of God so much that he made this astounding statement. He says, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. Speak the word. He had that faith. Jesus, just speak and my servant shall be healed. He had a servant that was ill, and all he was looking for was Jesus to speak. And that was it. The word of God has power, ladies and gentlemen. It has power. Amen. There it is. There is my darling. That's JC. I'm, I'm that parent that has to show and, and just throws the picture in people's face like, oh, look, this is my daughter. That's me. So this is JC, and she's at an age where she is exploring how things feel on her face. And I just, I don't get it, but it's cute. So I saw her one day, I was just watching her, 
and you see what's in front of her is a lamp that's you know thrown on its side it should be upright so we got to go home and change that but it was so cute what she was doing she was cupping her little hands and she saw that the light was bouncing on it and she was like like she was rubbing it all over her face but she didn't feel anything right she didn't feel the power that comes from the light right but she was like oh, i just want it on my face but she couldn't she couldn't transfer that light to her face and i was like wow that's profound i can use that on the powerpoint how because we know that in order for a light bulb to shine light it needs power the same way we need we are a branch that needs connection to the vine in order to have power that power is the word of God. When we abide in Jesus and Jesus abides in us, the word of God abides in us, meaning we have the word of God within us. And that takes memorization. That takes reading day and night, ladies and gentlemen. Right? If we have the word of God within us, we have power. Power to become sons of God. Power to shame the devil. Power to heal. Right? Power to forgive. Amen. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. So talking about, you know, the sacred writings and stuff like that, and Pharisees just despised Jesus and said, you know what, you are super blasphemous. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Well, Matthew chapter 5 says, and this is Jesus, think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth passes on, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Till all be fulfilled. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of that. Why? Because he is. He is. You know, in the Old Testament, they were given the law. But really, that was only a mere reflection of the good things to come. It was only meant as a, um, as a teacher to to gather the children and to show them the way that points eventually to the Messiah that was always needed. Amen? That is who Jesus was. Uh, where it says, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass. One jot or tittle, if you look at it in the Hebrew context, the Hebrew language, the alphabet of the Hebrew language, there is a, a letter, the smallest of the letters called Yod. The smallest letter. So Jesus is saying, not until I achieve even the smallest letter, like even every single dictation, every single law, not until even the last yod is fulfilled, right? He is that fulfillment. He is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. This one, if you're not saved after this one, I mean, Revelation chapter 19, verse 12. His eyes were as flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Wow. And he was clothed with a vesture dripped in blood. His blood. And his name was called. You guessed it. It was called the Word of God. All right. An active war. Amen. Hallelujah. Give his name praise. Amen active war against the word of god once you receive the word of god it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows right revelation 20 verse 4 and i saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them and i saw souls of them that were beheaded 
for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. All right, get prepared. Get prepared. Cling onto the word of God because it has life, and they will try to scare you with death. They will try to scare you with whatever weapons that are carnal or spiritual. However, we have the power through Jesus Christ. And which, okay, so it says beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Amen. So the way that I will wrap this up today is an invitation to the Lord's salvation. For those of you in here that are believers, for those of you in here that are not believers, for those of you online that believe or not believe, this invitation is for you. Read it, Isaiah chapter 55. And I would encourage and recommend you to read through this entire chapter, but I just wanted to point out these two verses for you. All right, starting with verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it, make it bring forth and bud, uh, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Right? So it's saying the rain is designed to come down, and to water the plants, and to bring them up to grow, and they can sprout more. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall, it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. Are you guys getting this? Is Jesus the word of God? Is he sent for you? For you specifically? Yes. Amen. So as the rain comes down, it did not go back up in void. As Jesus, the Son of God, as the Word of God came down unto us, and we here in Spirit of Prophecy Church have received that Word. Amen? We have received that Word. You online, you have received it. Amen? Amen. Receive the Word of God, and you will have life. You will be saved. So, after we talk about all of that, for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus, the word of God, his son, his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life through him. Amen. For all of us in this room online have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. We were birthed in a dark place. Why? We conformed to darkness through the disobedient spirit. But we have a right to become Jesus has made power so you can become a son of God. For it is by grace that you're saved through faith in Jesus and not of yourself. It is a gift of God so that we can't work for it and earn our way there. Can't get a letter of recommendation like I mentioned before. You need Jesus. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. Romans 10. So, if you believe in that, confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it's with the man's heart that we believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth we confess and is made unto salvation. Amen. Acts chapter 2, 
And then Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, in that power, in the power of the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. So you are cleansed and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that will lead you in all truth. Amen. So for those of you in here or for those of you online, whether it has been the millionth time you have prayed this or whether it's the very first time that you're taking that shot at salvation, that you want Jesus as your Lord over your life, that you need to repent and have a change in your life. Pray this prayer with me. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner, and I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, died on the cross, arose three days later. I receive his blood to wash away my sins, to write my name in the book of life, to keep me holy, and to save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. That was powerful, guys. And what has happened... if, if that was your first time, we want to hear about it. Please uh, contact us, email at uh, contact at spiritofprophecychurch.com, right? If you have any other questions, we would love to answer them. So, guys, please reach out. It is our heart to do his ministry. It is our heart. He has given us something here on this world, on this earth. We have the power. We were created in his image, in his likeness. And if we have the dictations, the word of God right in front of us, and we can consume this, and we can make it in here, abide in us, what kind of power are we going to have? Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and he is the word of God, so he belches it out, right? And it just comes, and it creates. He has given us that same power. You bear the likeness and the image of God. You have the opportune time to consume the word of God and to see the power that lies therein. You have it. Let's let's be raven, rav, ravage? Let's, ravenous. Ravenous. Let's be ravenous like wolves and consume the word of God. Amen? Or ravenous sheep, whichever. But um, uh, also, train the prophets. So it is upon us. April, the 20, April 21st to the 24th is train the prophets. Right? And what you will find here, Prophetess Leslie is leading the training of the prophets. And you will find so much growth here. There's a lot of things that you can be hopeful for. Again, it's April 21st through the 24th, inviting all apostles and prophets. If you are called, you are called. Amen? Come down here. And also, if you want to go on traintheprophets.com, you can go see more resource so you can see what you would be looking forward to. For me personally, I am in the course, and it has been a profound event for me that I can even be participating in. And I'm very thankful for everything that the leadership that Prophetess Leslie has offered because it has grown me, grown me personally in my ministry. And that is all what we're about. We're about building the church up, amen? That is exactly what you would receive there. Traintheprophets.com, go there. Uh, these are a couple more things that you would be able to expect. What will I learn? How to lead someone to the Lord? How to lead someone to baptism of the Holy Spirit? What areas uh, can we strengthen in? Or if there are any weak or strong points? 
um, how to prophesy accurately, how to give word of knowledge and wisdom, how to anoint for healing, and how to do deliverance. Amen. A lot of us need that. This is rich stuff. Um, I can continue on and on, but just come, and we'll be here, and we can't wait to see you. So again, go to prophecyclub.com or traintheprophets.com, April 21st to the 24th. If you're in church, see Sharonda back there. Hi, Sharonda. Where's Sharonda? Okay. <laughs> All right. Also, if you are here or online and you are not yet a part of this ministry and you want to become a part, um, a, a member of us, then you can come here. I'm sure there's a link that's provided. Become a ministry member and help us by either donation or by prayer. Uh, we are always open to grow. So we are looking forward to your support. We're looking forward to build the church together. Amen. Last but not least, it will help us a great amount if you would like this. If you liked it, then click the like button. If you didn't like it, click the like button because that would make me feel better. Uh, if you also feel a calling that this word was meant for somebody that you know, please click that share button and send it to them as fast as possible because they need to hear this today. They do. And lastly, if you like this content, there is so much rich content about the Word of God, uh, click that subscribe button. I promise you, you will not regret it. It is for the glory and for the honor of He that saved us, Jesus Christ. Also, give by clicking the link below. There will be a way to donate. We look forward to that. And be blessed. Remember, the Word of God is Jesus. Call Him into your life. Read the Word of God. And, and you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You will see things. You, you will start to receive the freedom that Jesus has always given you, has always intended for you to be a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Amen? That's for you today. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.